Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Well, after months of waiting, landmark legislation affecting New York City's roughly 4 million private sector workers is finally going into effect. Starting tomorrow, most employers in New York City will be required to list the salary range on all posted job ads, promotions, and transfer opportunities. Experts say legislation that promotes salary trans- uh, transparency from the employer's side is key to closing racial and gender wage gaps. And then given the size and scale of employers in New York City, coupled with a newfound adoption of remote work, it's likely the new law's uh, impact will reach far beyond the city, perhaps even here in Canada. Joining me now to talk about um, this law in New York City and the broader conversation around um, transparency around salaries is Jeff Mason. He's an employment and human rights lawyer for Miller Thompson. Jeff, thank you for joining us today. Thanks for having me, Jeff. So let's talk about the specific uh, legislation in New York. Uh, How um, wide-reaching is it in your mind? It, it, it's fairly wide-reaching. It uh, it applies to any business uh, with over four employees. So uh, to give you a comparison, there, there was similar legislation that came out in Ontario in 2018. I think that applied to businesses with, uh, with 100 or more employees. So this is going to affect um, a lot of businesses in New York City. Why do you think we need something like this? Uh, well... <laughs> Pay disparity, uh, whether on the basis of gender or race, um, it, it's been a long-standing issue. Uh, there's been steps that have taken to close the gap in, in recent years, but um, there, there's still a considerable difference. Um, in the states, I think as of 2018, it was at a, almost 20 percent. I was, I think it was about 18 percent. Uh, pay difference between men and women. Canada right now, it's at about 10% uh, nationally. I think in BC, we're up to about 19% as well. So it's been a, a persistent problem for years. I think this type of legislation does does something to help close that gap. Um, I don't think it's a, a magic bullet, but it, it certainly is a step in the right direction. You, you were mentioning Ontario introducing something similar, and so that's still in the books now? Yeah, my understanding is that that legislation has been passed, but it, it's yet to be enacted yet. But there's there's similar legislation throughout the country. I, I think BC is actually only one of four provinces that doesn't have uh, pay transparency legislation in place. Uh, and this is going to be popular with employees, but not so much with employers. How come? Well, that's that's a good question. I think it's a bit of an open question. It's going to be popular for employees obviously uh insofar as it does is does something to help close that gap um for employers uh you know if if it means you're going to have to pay everyone equally fair wages um and that means that you're going to have to increase your wages for for some workers um some employers are going to push back on that but I, i think there's also a fairly strong business case for this type of transparency um there was a recent study out uh, that said I think 50% of employees would would leave their current jobs for another employer if it meant that they were transparent with their wages. 
so you, you see a lot of employees who are actually really pushing quite hardly for this. And, and you're seeing more employers who are voluntarily being more transparent with their wages. I think that this is a step um, aside from the, uh, you know, just the, the pay equity side of things. Um, there is a business case for being more transparent about your wages uh, just for the purposes of attracting and retaining talent. Uh, do you think this is just cultural that we've always been told one should never talk about how much money they make and, and not just on the employer side, but on the employee side? And this has been part of the sort of the broader uh, conversation we've never really had, which is it's OK to talk about one's salary, especially when, when one talks about fairness. Absolutely. I mean, I think that it's um, it's part and parcel with a lot of other uh, traditional workplace norms that are being questioned right now. But, it, you know, no doubt, I think a lot of employees uh, have felt uncomfortable even asking the question when they're going through uh, the application process. And, you know, a lot of employers have kind of pushed back on that, um, you know, taking offense to the question being asked. I think even just having this discussion makes it easier for employees to put that pressure on employers. Um, and this is, I, you know, I, I think part of the, the larger trend we're seeing in the labor market, providing more employees with leverage, um, you know, that goes back to the issue of retaining talent as more employees have more leverage about the types of work conditions that they're willing to, to accept. Um, employers are realizing they're, they kind of have to uh, adjust their norms and, and their own expectations of what they, they expect applicants employ, and employees are going to act like. Hmm. Uh, your sense of things, I mean, you, you, your backdrop is uh, is legal. Uh, or it, it, Has there been any better time than now, than present, for workers, especially in the private sector, in regards to um, any sort of leverage in salaries, in regards to uh, workplace conditions? Has there been more sort of a more, much better time than now in regards to a post-COVID environment, a lack of labor? One would assume this is probably the best it's been for, for employees in a long time certainly as long as i've uh, i've been alive um i haven't been aware of a, a better time for this i mean all, all of the the stars are kind of aligning um you know I, I think it remains to be seen um where things will go in the future um but yeah i, I mean I, I think this is as good, a good a time as any for um for workers to be pushing for this i mean I think it's also important to point out that the the wage transparency legislation specifically um, should be taken with a, a grain of salt in terms of how much it can do to to help close the pay gap. Um, you know, the, there's a lot of different factors that go into income disparity, whether on the basis of, of race or gender or other protected characteristics. You know, this type of legislation isn't going to do much to affect uh, gender differences in terms of certain high-income roles, mm-hmm. um, discrepancies in terms of leaves, maternity leaves, discrepancies in terms of education, um, or, or other components of, of compensation packages like bonuses and stock options, those sorts of things. So th- there's going to be a lot of other factors that uh, need to be taken into consideration to really sort of address um, the income disparity issue broadly, but the, the, the wage transparency legislation is at least a step in the right direction. Uh, I'm not saying that Americans aren't um, 
progressive. Uh, they are in many cases, many states like New York and California lead uh, not only just on labor issues, but uh, when it comes to the environment. I'm just surprised that we haven't been having this conversation here in Canada. Why do you think we've been so slow? I mean, you did mention Ontario having legislation, but uh, it hasn't been enacted. BC doesn't seem to have anything of such such uh, such as what we have in New York. Why have we been so slow uh, on this side of the border? Well, it's a good question. I mean, I think, first of all, you're absolutely right. We have been kind of uh, slow off the gate in terms of uh, addressing this. I think that, you know, whatever the explanation is for that, there is some benefit to not being the first jurisdiction to to try to find a solution. At least you can look at other jurisdictions who are taking different approaches and, and see what works and what doesn't. Um, the only explanation I can think of uh is is that a lot of this is being driven by market norms. Hmm. Um, I I don't think that a lot of businesses in the states um, and and a lot of uh, governments in the states have sort of suddenly had this this moral compulsion to to address the issue. I think that's part of it and certainly more on the, uh, the legislative front. But I think the the larger impetus for this um, is, is just the, the economic case that a lot of businesses are realizing that they they need to uh, to implement these sorts of transparency policies in order to attract the talent that they might have had a much easier time attracting in the past. So this legislation is probably more palatable than it's ever been for employers, which gives legislators a, a much easier route to to enacting it. And it's, uh, it's why, as I said earlier, you're seeing a lot more businesses do this voluntarily. So I think, you know, it's probably being driven uh, at least equally by the, the economic factors. Jeff, thank you for your time today, my friend. Thanks so much for having me, Jeff.